Hello there in Australia. How are you? I am super swell. How are you? I am fabulous, enjoying this beautiful spring day here. Excellent. It's uh, coming into fall here in, <coughs> excuse me, in the United States. And uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Yep. Um, so, uh, last episode you came up with a, a crazy scheme, a harebrained idea of having a top things we like about, uh, what's top things I think it was that we use our iPhones for and top, mm. uh, top iOS things. I took yes. notes. I have items, although I couldn't, uh, um, fill out, uh, all the lists completely. I made um, top five things I use my iPhone for, a top five uh, iOS 10 things, and a top yeah. five iOS negatives. Even though you said uh, only three items, I thought I would be an overachiever. But it turns out <laughs> I can't overachieve because I only have a couple things okay. in, in one of the lists. And so the listeners at home well, you will just first. have to. The yeah. listeners at home will just have to uh, wait and find out which one that is, right? Um, yeah. Um, let's see. the The first thing, top five things um, I use my iPhone for. Uh, a number one on the list is uh, social media. I uh, I think uh, probably I spend the most time on all the various uh, services. I have a bunch. Uh, too many perhaps and even when I kind of sort of delete and put out of my life a social service like Ello <laughs> which I've done um, eh, I still I still have too many but that's what I use it uh, the most for probably easily yeah mm. uh, especially Twitter and uh, Instagram I use uh, quite a bit and uh, Facebook as well those are my top three Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, I would say mine's probably social media as well. But secondly would be um, messages. Oh, you know what? I didn't think of that. Hmm. Yeah, you know and what? And then, yeah. yeah. Where would you, well, where would you put messages on your list? Mm, that's a tough one. I think they actually would, it, it would probably be tied because you know I would so I, I think I'll uh, cheat and say that my number one use of the iPhone is to communicate with other people <laughs> via uh, social, you know social and text things. yeah yeah um, but yeah messages are so sh oh gosh you know I text so much um, mm, mm. that uh, and I you know do it at the drop of a hat so uh, yeah it'd be tied I, I'd have to honestly say I think now speaking about it with you i think that messages for me would be number one so our our lists have just gone out the window um <laughs> i think um yeah i think messages then would be social media then it would be uh notes oh really interesting um photography uh photography is my number two and what would be a fifth one? I think, oh, well, just safari, just searching things and, mm -hmm. um, yeah, because uh, my safari is very strange. Um, if it had tabs, that would be awesome. But I have, like, a 
big ton of windows like constantly open because mm. I'm like, oh, I'll read that later or I'll, I'll pin that to Pinterest or I'll add that to a note. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that would be my top five. Um, my, <coughs> excuse me, um, social slash uh, messages. Number two was photography photography which by the way mm. is intended for social media so it's kind mm. of a you know two in parentheses um mm. uh, number three would be games namely uh, pokemon oh. go and pokemon shuffle for me is what i yeah. play most often but i pick it up constantly especially for go so i had to put games there and it certainly yeah. games the battery the most <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, uh, number four for me was browsing you know using safari for things and uh, number five, I couldn't forget podcasts. <laughs> I listened to a ton oh, of them. Oh, yeah. And uh, so uh, that's that's what dominates uh, almost utterly my commute. Um, if I'm not listening to a podcast, I'm listening to Apple Music. So, uh, yeah, but uh, podcasts are uh, in the lead over Apple Music. So that's my top mm. five iPhone uses right now anyway and probably for the future too okay so top three Mm -hmm. ios 10 yes uh number one on my list is um uh messages uh messages tricks you know um stickers and confetti and balloons and screen effects Mm. um all of that uh just i i love that stuff to death now i'm using it all the times and mm. i have a quote that uh that was just spontaneous um uh, she didn't uh, i didn't prompt her uh, we weren't talking about apple or ios or anything out of it's just completely out of the blue my wife said gifts make it possible for me to fully illustrate my emotions and thoughts text communication mm. text communication without gifts is now impossible Oh, I agree. <laughs> and I thought, you know, that's, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm going to subscribe to her camp because, mm. um, yeah, uh, animated GIFs in particular uh, can't do add so much more to it. And so do the screen effects. Um, I just congratulated someone today on something and uh, confetti was perfect. But then uh, later I used balloons and that was perfect. You know, there is a difference twixt the two and Mm. a subtle difference perhaps, but it was still important enough that I felt uh, certainly, you know, different emotions uh, sending them and I experienced different emotions receiving them and more emotions is good. And so, yeah, um, my number one, uh, iOS thing is all those messenger effects. I, I, why do I keep saying messenger? Messages effects. Um, I agree. I just messages in general um, because I forget that you can also um, mark up a photo with the digital touch. So you oh. can put like uh, you know the kisses that you can do when you tap with two fingers. You can do mm-hmm. the the lip kisses, the lipstick kisses kind of thing. Yeah, you can put those on photos. You can write on the photos. I didn't um, know about the kisses, and I keep forgetting to uh, draw things on my pics. I'm so not used to it. Yeah, same. Uh, sometimes I do the handwriting, but 
I forget that I could put a photo and, you know, draw a moustache on my selfie or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but that's that's definitely my top favourite thing about iOS 10. I feel like Apple's really outdone themselves with messages. Uh, my number two is new notifications scheme. And I, I just like how, you know, you get a... Uh, a I don't know. It's just the redesign UI and everything. It just seems to make more sense to me. Seems better. Mm. Um, mm. It just all around, you know, works works well. It seems intuitive to me. I'm just grokking it right away. You know, glomming onto it. Um, mm. And I can't really point to anything specific. It's just that uh, they they at once seem more prominent and more in the background, more subtle, and that's a a contradiction that's difficult for me to resolve and speak about to describe but mm, it's true i feel like when i see a notification i know i can do stuff with it more things with it that if i want to but at the same time i don't need to and it goes away um mm. yeah it's uh i don't know i don't know exactly what has uh, struck me so much with this but um yeah uh, number two notifications okay um I don't, I don't know. Like, messages is so big for me. I'm not even sure what else I would choose. Uh, what else did, what else happened? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you go with yours while I have a think. Uh, I'm just kind of playing with my phone while <laughs> I think about it. Sorry. Well, I tell you what, this is... Um... Uh, the list that I only had two items for. Uh, but mm. um, actually, come to think of it, I'll add uh, spontaneously a third item, which is the fact that you can... Um, let's see, let me put my phone to sleep and make sure I'm doing this right. Uh, so you mm. tap the uh, home button once, you know, don't unlock it or anything like that. And mm. uh, swipe the screen off to the left and you can get to the camera. Yes. So it's a super quick way to get to the camera. And I'm uh, trying to learn to do that more because it's uh, very neat and I'm taking too many steps to get to my camera. And considering that uh, photography is my number two item on my list, you know, I should be getting to that camera quicker than I am. You know, the fewer steps, the better. And so I'm training myself to do just that, get to the camera double quick. And so I like how, um, yeah, I like how that works. So that, that's, um, that's my number three. I uh, I like that too. I haven't. I forget it's there. Mm -hmm. So I'm still sometimes swiping up from the bottom and hitting the camera icon, <laughs> mm. forgetting totally. Um, I just thought of another thing. Oh, now I forgot. Oh yes. So in clock bedtime, have you ever used this? No, I don't know what that is. Ooh, okay, so um, I'm always scared this isn't going to wake me up on work days, so <laughs> I, I've tried it on the weekend. So what you do is you set um, your bedtime, your normal bedtime, and you set your normal wake time, and um, it, it sort of nudges you to go to bed, and it kind of goes, hey... You're getting, you know, it's nearly bedtime. And then, you oh. you know, you wake up to different sounds. Um, 
how would I describe them? They're much more soft and um, peaceful and ethereal, but not really so you would sleep through. They're still, for me, it's that um, interruption of the normal noises around me that makes me wake up. So I'm okay with it. <laughs> Other people might not be. But um, the sounds are, yeah, totally different. It's more like you're meditating than mm. waking up. So it's a little bit like, and, and it's ascending. So it sort of starts really low and then it gets louder and louder. It's just very gradual. So you're like, oh, yeah, my alarm's going off. Um, totally different uh, sort of experience, I guess. I um, had not uh, even known about it, and so I just uh, went to it uh, while you were talking. And so I have the introduction. Uh, oh goodness! Uh, introduction screen on my phone, and it says introducing bedtime. Going to bed mm. and waking up at the same times every day are keys to healthy sleep. Bedtime can help. Answer a few simple questions to set up a recurring wake-up alarm and get a reminder when it's bedtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, neat. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, but like I said, I'm too scared that I'll sleep through the pretty sounds uh, during the week. So on the <laughs> weekend is the only time that I, I use it, and that's if I remember to use it. Um, the other – oh, what's your third thing? Um, oh, that uh, camera access was the third. Uh, one is stickers, two is notifications, three is uh, camera access. You know. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm hard-pressed to zero in on uh, a single thing, you know. Um, no, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because there are so many tiny improvements hither and thither. That, uh, like, for instance, the watch app is m so much better than it was before. Yeah. Oh, my totally. gosh. You know, um, but I don't use that as much, right? Because it's intended to kind of set things up and then, you know, so you don't have to, you don't have to constantly refer to it. So it's mm. difficult, you know, for me to, you know, keep it in mind, you know, that, oh, my gosh, this was like, you know, saving me all kinds of lovelies. Um, you know, lovely efforts and times and uh, things like that. So, mm, yeah, it's tough to it's tough to pin things down. Um, I like uh, the new maps interface, uh, the way it looks and everything. Um, uh, it seems more accurate than it was before, and mm. more savvy with its uh, travel directions. And I like how you can add stops to a route while you're going. That's neat. Uh, I haven't used it yet, but I'm gonna. Um, yeah, just all kinds of little things, but uh, the major things, uh, uh, stickers, notifications, and camera access, yeah. Um, but I also have a third list, which is oh. my uh, top, uh, it was going to be five, but I can only think of four, uh, OS, mm -hmm. iOS negatives. And these are the things yeah. that uh, I don't like, and of course... Um, Picking on uh, negative things is a much easier list to generate because we're humans. And so um, my number one dislike of uh, iOS 10 is, uh, surprisingly, uh, the UI for Apple Music. And I was, oh. I was initially saying, that looks great. I can't wait to use it. Well, now I have used it, and uh, I put it as my number one negative because 
I had to go to the internet to find something basic. And that just upset me so much that it uh, rocketed to the top of my list because in, mm. uh, the mark of the worst UI design is when something essentially basic is so hidden, even after I look for it, that I have to go to the internet to find where it is. No, that's bad design. And what I was trying mm. to find is um, the repeat button. And I thought that was basic. You know, also shuffle. Shuffle and repeat. Uh, those two things. That would be great if I could find those. And uh, But it was the repeat button that I was looking for. And I looked everywhere. And uh, I couldn't couldn't find it for the life of me. And I, re I had remembered... Uh, after I was looking for it, I spent some time looking for it. It suddenly popped in my head. Someone on a podcast said, oh, yeah, the re repeat button. You have to, you know, slide up on it and it's there. And I said, oh, right. I have, okay, I'll try doing that, I guess. I was sliding up all over the place. Couldn't find it. And uh, re resorted to the Internet. And they said, uh, yes, it's here. And uh, here's where it is. What you have to do is play a song and then, uh, you know, select it so the play song screen is the most prominent then you carefully uh, kind of nudge move the i guess the album artwork up and the button mm. the uh, two buttons shuffle and repeat appear and uh okay. you, you don't flick up or anything like that you just kind of move it up out of the way and uh, the important thing is that you have to play a song first and have that at least in my experience play a, that song a song first and then because it only appears on the now playing part of the ui uh, so you can't for example as far as i can tell uh, go to an album in your playlist or whatever and then from there say play this song you know on repeat over and over again you have to start the song and then start repeating it so anyway uh, that is my number one negative because gosh darn it i looked everywhere and i'm an intelligent person and i'm sensitive to design issues and if i couldn't figure it out i'm how are you know uh everyone else everyone else doing that right so yeah okay um negatives straight up top one home button oh my goodness okay <laughs> so if you have touch id enabled and you've done all your fingerprints or you've just done your thumb or whatever you like, mm -hmm. then I guess it's not too bad because you can press and rest. However, I have um, a full-size iPad, fourth gen, that doesn't have um, the fingerprint. So oh, mm -hmm. I've instead of just, you know, how you used to swipe to the left, to the right, and you're... Um, you know, keypad would come up and you put in your code. Now you have to press the button. And there's lots of pressing the button. There's mm. lots of pressing. I think even when you rest your finger, you still have to press to unlock. Is that right? I'm pretty sure it is. Yes, that's correct. And I don't know why this irks me so much because I'm like, when it first started, I'm like, oh, that's cool. You, you know, that's different. You'll get used to it. No, I'm not getting used to it. <laughs> and it makes me cranky. And um, I'm just like, wow, I want to get my phone. What happened to just putting your fingerprint, your finger there and having your fingerprint read? Mm -hmm. You know, I know you can go into the settings and you change it in accessibility home button. So 
general settings, accessibility, home button, uh, finger to rest, but they're still pressing. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that's just, that's my number one negative <laughs> thing. <laughs> it's such a third world problem, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, a first, a first world problem, but, um, but yeah, I just, uh, not coping with it. Very strange. <laughs> What's your number two? My number two is something I initially did not think was a thing, you know, uh, but it has turned out to be someone on a different podcast says, said that is not a fan of um, 3D touch and says yeah. that it's, uh, you know, unnecessary and kind of confusing and that everything that 3D touch does can and should be done instead with a long tap. You know, where you just put your finger mm. on it and th- then just hold your finger there for, you know, X amount of time instead. And I and I thought, nah, th- that's not really... I mean, you know, I'm finding all kinds of really nifty things to do with the 3D Touch, I thought at the time. Mm. and uh, But that was iOS 9. No, so now there's iOS 10 and it uses more 3D Touch options, you know, has more options for that. Yeah. And <clears throat> now that I've been using the new ios and on a 3d touch capable iphone um i'm in that person's camp and that is yeah there are too many 3d touch gestures it does become confusing because you begin trying to search out things to 3d touch for example searching for the uh, repeat button i was 3d touching Mm. all over the place because i thought i guess this is hidden behind 3d touch because I, it's not in the user interface, I thought. And uh, there are other things. Uh, I adore 3D Touch on when you're looking at your just your home screen and there's all the icons and you can 3D Touch the icons and different things will pop up, you know, that uh, are particular to that application. For example, if you 3D Touch Maps, it'll say, it will auto-suggest, oh, are you going home? You know, because it's at the end of, mm. you know, the workday, for example. That's awesome. That's great. That's yes. perfect. Exactly what 3D Touch uh, should be all about, I suppose. And uh, but um, yeah, there are so many uh, uh, 3D Touch things now, inside and outside of applications, that uh, finding things is almost becoming kind of a chore. Because I I love to experiment and play and look around and explore, but. Um, now I'm the woods are became becoming a little thick, and I'm almost kind of sort of getting lost, and it's 3D Touch's fault because if I didn't have 3D Touch, I wouldn't go in that direction, and uh, get lost so easily. So, um, I think uh, I like the idea of 3D Touch uh, a lot. It's very neat, uh, but in practice, I think it should be perhaps scaled back a little, or mm. I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure what the solution is. Um, or just, uh, perhaps it's the case that I'm not used to it and fully into that worldview of 3d touch, perhaps I'm, you know, that could always be the case, but, uh, yeah, either scale it back or a little, or just give me more time to acclimate to having it before adding so many more new 3d touch things. Hmm. I have iPhone six plus um i'm waiting on my seven plus and um i don't have 3d touch so i don't know your pain yet (laughs) Mm -hmm. i guess um but my number two thing is um when your ipad is in 
landscape and you turn it on or you activate it with your smart cover, whichever, mm-hmm. the um, time and any notifications or anything like that is not centered anymore drives me insane. When mm. I was beta testing on my iPad mini 3, I messaged, I gave feedback about this and um, I thought, that's not very Apple, you know, it should be centered. Everything's always centered. It doesn't matter whether it's portrait, landscape, everything's always perfect. Mm-hmm. Not in this case. And I, yeah, I just, I oh know, it just really irks me. <laughs> it shouldn't be like that. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I haven't noticed it myself. I don't think uh, because I don't. Uh, how do I wake up my <coughs> iPad? Actually, come to think of it, I almost always wake it up in um, portrait, and oh, so okay. uh, and then I yeah I just open it up like a book, and uh, when I go to put it on my uh. desk or whatnot, you know I open up open it up like a book and you know turn the Pull the side, the uh, smart cover in on itself, like you're supposed mm. to, and then I lay it down on the desk in landscape mode, you know, so because that's better for typing. And mm. the uh, so I guess by the time it hits the desk, you know, everything's all corrected itself and it's on the home screen and you know stuff like that. Mm. So, so yeah, that's uh, I guess a, a different habit has led to a different experience. That's true. What's your third? Raise to wake is the third. Oh, okay. And I thought uh, my, I was kind of, um, I, you know, uh, during the keynote or maybe it was at WDC or something. Anyway, whenever, when I first heard about it, I thought, oh yeah, that's cool. And the idea of raise to wake is your phone is sitting on a desk or something and you just want to know one thing, like what's the time or do I have any notifications? And you oh. can just lift the phone up and it will come alive and, um, you know, give you that basic lock screen info. Great idea, except um, it turned out, in my experience, to be a little bit too sensitive in that it was waking up all the time and annoying me. And uh, since I, when I have my phone, uh, it's usually in my hand or something like that. um, I've even taken to not putting it in my pocket or anything much anymore. I just keep it out in my hand because... I use it just so very much and because I would like walk with my phone out in my hand uh, it would uh, raise to wake while I was walking oh and so uh, because uh, because of the way I use it I guess it's a this is a little unfair to put it into iOS iOS negatives it's a personal use you know, situation negative I guess because of how I behave and how I behave is not compatible to raised wake. So I turned uh, that off and my life has been uh, so much easier. Also, uh, since I have an Apple Watch, I don't need raised wake because any information that that phone would present in a raised wake situation is on my wrist. And so uh, if I if I want to know the time, <laughs> of course, or if I uh, you know want to see uh, any notifications or anything like that, that's what my watch is for. I don't have raised to wake because, again, I don't have the latest iPhone. I think it only supports uh, maybe 6S and 7. Mm, I did not know that. Or maybe just 7. Yeah, mine's mine's too old. 
How's that? Um, <laughs> yeah, so I don't have that. I, I'm with you. I thought it would be a really cool thing, and I'm still on the fence about it because I don't have it to compare. So, mm-hmm. but you're right. Um, I have an Apple Watch too, so all my notifications come through to my watch, and it's on race to raise your wrist to wake. So, yeah, I don't know if I'd turn that on on the phone. Um, so uh, those are the, the list of things, but I have a mm. um, very short, uh, we only have a couple minutes anyway, so to fit, mm. uh, a very short topic, and this is something that I have not heard anyone uh, talk about um, on a podcast or article. So it's, mm. it's kind of a tiny scoop, perhaps. Mm. So... Um, my, I have an iPhone 7 Plus in my head. I've had it for about a week because uh, I was supposed to get it in uh, a couple weeks yet, but um, through the Apple Update program. Uh, but, uh, you know, I signed up to get it and everything like that. And I told them, you know, reserve, reserve me a phone at this store and this type and everything like that. And Apple said, all right, it'll be well. And I said, well, okay, I understand. <laughs> and then uh, uh, out of the blue, suddenly... Apple emailed me and said, hey, guess what? Your phone's ready. You have to come pick it up tomorrow or it's gone forever, in so many words. <laughs> and so they said, yeah. not, not gone forever, but, you know, if you miss this window, uh, you'll have to wait until, you know, a couple of weeks, you know, like we already said. But uh, it turns out there's one for you, you know, a surprise. And so I was like, oh, God, oh, God. Mm. And so uh, I, uh, <laughs> you know, went and uh, 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 the household was kind enough to accompany me to the Apple store and, you know, I got the uh, phone and everything like that. And so, um, that is all, that was all very nice. So if you are a member, you dear listener are a member of the Apple update, uh, upgrade program, um, pay attention to your email, sign up for things and stuff like that, because you never know when you could be, um, pounced on by an Apple saying, Oh my, oh my mm. God, come get it. Come get it. Oh my God. <laughs> and so, um, so anyway, here's the tiny scoop. I have the jet black uh, version of it, and I have noticed that um, you know how the uh, commercials say magical all the time. They're kind of pushing that yes. idea. I think yes. I know one thing that is like a uh, magical about the iPhone uh, that they haven't mentioned. No one's mentioned it. Is that in the jet black model, uh, depending on the light and stuff like that, you can't tell which is uh, the front or back. And this is magical because it means that it's like the images appear from nothing, from a solid black surface of mm. you know, slick mirror-like gloss. And so uh, if I'm holding my phone and I press the home button, the screen comes alive and it's such a beautiful screen, but the screen comes alive from complete darkness, you know, uh, mm. almost as if from out of nowhere. And I don't know why that strikes me as so magical magical because the if you look at the back of the phone uh, the only way you can tell it's the back is by the apple logo and uh, yeah and in my case the two cameras but you know in the, in the seven it would be the one camera so the apple logo and uh, the camera are there so you can tell oh yeah this is the back for sure but if you look at if you just look at the bottom half of the phone you can't tell is this glossy shiny surface the back and i turn the phone over and I look at the glass screen and they look exactly mm. the same. They're indistinguishable. And mm. I thought, Oh my God, that's so neat and slick. And the design is so nice and smooth and uniform 
it is just uh, I guess magical to me because it's like uh, all my the window my window into the universe is just coming from the infinite darkness and that is just a nice effect and pretty and um yeah magical yeah so mm. um that is just really neat and of course you know in uh, even in uh, direct sunlight it's you know tough to tell if you look at just like the bottom quarter of it you know so you don't see the home button and on the mm. back side if you don't see the uh, logo so if you just look at you know that zone it all looks the same and that zone is that's where all your fingers are you know for typing on the keyboard and looking at things and stuff like that so mm. um yeah it's just a little it's a little tiny thing uh but it's in uh indicative of apple's strategy where uh they really pay attention to the tiny small things to create a uniformly awesome experience and it's not uh you know all kinds of things that no one would buy something for that thing but if you add up all those things it really uh equals a sum of just magical awesome design you know mm, agreed i not that i have my iPhone 7 Plus yet. <laughs> she in said jet, In jet black. <laughs> but um, I have seen... I haven't seen a jet black in the wild. I have only seen oh the hmm. other black, um, which is pretty impressive on its own. On the front of that one, it looks like it could be jet black, but then you turn it over and it's obviously not. Hmm. But it's still a very cool black... Uh, uh, I like space gray for its bluish tinge and features. Um, I like space black because it was the next level um, and it took it a little bit darker, but it still was metallic. Mm -hmm. And this one is then the next level again where it's almost like, I don't know if it is, but it's almost like anodized. Um, the color is anodized black on the metal different kind of look and feel mm. uh truer black maybe you would say but still metallic-y so you know i i'm imagining nothing like the jet black it would look probably gray grayish next to the jet black but um still very attractive iphone um mm -hmm. Uh, but I'm just I see that and I'm like oh I'm so glad I went for jet black because that just wouldn't have been good enough <laughs> that norm, that normal black uh, mm -hmm. from my imagination anyway because I still <laughs> haven't seen a jet black one just quickly I wanted to mention and I haven't mentioned and I don't know why I haven't mentioned but the last two podcasts I think um, I've actually been the owner of a brand new iMac and haven't mentioned anything um, so I will do something around that maybe next podcast or something okay, but yeah. uh, I Please just do. part of that um, was your email saying oh you know welcome to your new iMac uh, would you like to set up uh, would you like to enroll in a setup session a personal setup session and I'm like what do I need that for I've used Apple since 2006 <laughs> I'm good I'm good. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then this part of me went, mm -mm. no, 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 no. You haven't used an iMac, a new iMac, since you bought yours, which is early 2008. Mm. So, you know, mine is the one with the 
um, latest accessories, the keyboard two and things. Oh, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, why not do it? Um, I was actually recommended, I had to ring about the order before it arrived and the um, person I spoke to on the phone, which was from the, the retail store line, he said, oh, do the setup session. He goes, even if you know, think you know everything about Apple and Mac and everything, just do it because he said you, you can put notes in and you can say that you're experienced. Please show me some tips and tricks. Mm. And I went, ooh, okay. So I did that. So I've had three setup sessions now. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, because they, they're like, yeah, book another one. Because <laughs> the first one was just generally speaking. So uh, what's cool about the Apple guys as well is that they don't mind having a bit of a geek out with you too. And so, you know, you can be like, oh, yeah, and this thing, and I love Apple because of this. And they're like, yeah, me too. And so that's really cool for your half an hour. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they try to keep you on track, but you're talking about other stuff, whatever. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So the first one was like, oh, you know, I learned about split screen and, and things. But then the next one, I had um, the Magic Trackpad 2 because I didn't get it with the original set, which I should have because I don't like the Magic Mouse 2. I don't like the Magic Mouse at all. Um, oh, I'd really? rather use a Mighty Yeah, I'd rather use a Mighty Mouse. Um, yeah, there's this, I don't know. It's too clicky and I don't like it. And I have to turn all the gestures off because it drives me crazy. You can't game with it or anything. It's awful. Mm. So to me, um, so I was using a normal trackpad with my old Mac. And then finally I I bought the Magic Trackpad 2. And so I've had, you know, all of those things. And it has force touch, which is such an amazing thing. A little bit underused on the Mac at the moment, but I'm sure that will change. Uh, So we did a little bit on that. And geeked out again about other things. And then the third one, I had Sierra. So uh, unfortunately for – because they do a screen share with you so that, it, that they you can see their, their screen and they can show you things. So you don't have to do anything. All you have to do is have your, your phone that they can call you on. And it's just a voice call um, and your item. Now, these setup sessions are for everything. And it's a new thing. Mm. I think it's about 12 or 18 months old. Costs you nothing. It's a service that's complementary to your new Apple product. Um, and obviously, I've had three. So if you wanted to, you could have as many as you think you need. You might have different questions than the second one, you know, uh, once you've used it a bit. Um, yeah, so the third one, we, we, we talked about Sierra because I hadn't had a chance to use it. I updated my Macs and that was about it. Anyway... Uh, I highly recommend these, and I mm. and I remember I said to you, Eric, you know, go back and find that email if you can to set it up. I think even if you went and did a chat with the support area on the Apple site, perhaps you could say, look, I deleted my email. Can I set up a personal setup session for my iPhone Seven Plus? Um, because mm. I will now that I've experienced these. Like mm-hmm. if I was new to Mac. Oh, this is like gold mm-hmm. um, or new to Apple in any way. You know, if you've got an iPad, if you've got an iPod or an iPhone, anything, uh, and you get this opportunity to set this up, do it. Do it. Do it if and if you're – but you've used Apple longer than me just because I still learnt things and I forgot about things and they reminded me. Hmm. 
I uh, would have done exactly, uh, or thought exactly as you did. I've used Apple things forever. What do I need this setup for? And that's probably why I deleted that very email to which you mm. refer. Because, yeah, ah, yes. I don't need no setting up for nothing. Uh, but I'll yeah. tell you what, uh, you make a compelling case. <laughs> you do. Yes. Uh, uh, so I, I definitely will with my iPhone because, um, you know, I'm new to 3D Touch. I'm new to iPhone 7. I would like to know more about the cameras, oh, all that yeah. sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've only got half an hour, but if you stay on track, which is really hard because, you know, they'll tell you their favorite things, and then you're like, oh, yeah, and what about the thing? And off, off you go, <laughs> and you digress. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, if you, if you just focus and do your half hour, um, you know, if you miss something, you just say, oh, can I have another half hour? And they book it for you so you don't have to do anything. They send you reminders that, you know, don't forget, tomorrow night we're going to do that setup session. And you're like, yeah, cool. And then they also send it to you an hour beforehand. Um, yeah, so I just, you know, and you don't have to leave your house. I do it in my pajamas when I've had dinner and had a shower after work and everything. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's cool because there's obviously there's no Apple store where I live. Um anywhere that I could go for that reason. So, you know, that's kind of cool. You don't have to talk to anyone face-to-face -face or anything. Um, you don't have to get special clothes on or put makeup on or anything. <laughs> you can just talk to these guys, and they're really good, and they're very knowledgeable, and that is their sole purpose is to do these setup sessions. So they're mm -hmm. not from a different department or anything like that. They're just focused on you and helping you with your product. Oh, right on. That's excellent. Well, now we've uh, gone over time, though. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's quite all right. Um, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I, I reckon we'll uh, stop there and then um, mm. uh, come up with uh, some topics uh, uh, between now and the next episode. Mm. All righty. Well, take care, everybody, and we will see you next episode. Yes, indeed. Thank you for listening. See you later, Eric. Bye-bye.